You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. Not this week, apparently. Uh-huh. Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men. Bing, it's for doing it. What's that move, Joe? Bing, it's for doing it. Uh-oh. We're not doing what Joe Sample does. Oh, that's me. Some awkward dance. We are doing the Mad Men after show. I'm Joe Braswell, giving my good friend Joe Sampleau a hard time. Hi, Joe. What's up, Joe Braz? <laughs> I look right. I look good when I dance. You I'm do. not going to take any you garbage off you. He, he, has, he has grace. He has a certain grace. Look at that. Look at that. Look uh, at how you going to argue with... Oh, look at that move. Look at that. Oh, no. right. And to his right is the lovely Kath, Catherine, Catherine Tulich. Thank you. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Hi, boys. And to her right is my main man, Matt Lieberman. Hey, everybody. Good to be back. Um, we it was this was a big episode, and I think one of the main themes was uh, was parenthood. You know, fathers and sons, but also uh, mothers as yep. well. And uh, I just want to talk real quick about proflowers.com. Uh, you know, Bobby Draper at the top of this episode, he's peeling the wallpaper off the walls. His Destructive. Mom, yeah, his mom yeah, was good. crazy. Was crazy upset at him. You know, I feel like everybody when they're young, they do these things that enrage our mothers. And uh, you know, maybe you want to make up for it. Well, uh, proflowers.com is running a special offer. Tell for us about mother's the special. Day. What's the special? I'm going to tell you right now. I uh, want to hear about it. I'm. I, I know. I'm. I'm going to get this from my mom because I know I have some things to make up for. Yeah. Uh, but proflowers.com right now, you can get one dozen rainbow roses for just nineteen ninety nine. Or wait, I, I, I've done worse than that. So Joe, what, what, what's the upsell on that? What's the, the upsell is you could I need that's not going to cut it for what I did. Joe, so, hold. Uh, tell me, you could double the roses and get chocolates and get a premium pink vase for only twenty nine ninety eight. That's nine ninety nine more for double plus chocolates plus a beautiful vase. All you need is the code AfterBuzz when you check out to get these special prices. Uh, it's a really terrific offer and a great bouquet of roses. Proflowers.com, if you guys aren't aware, has the highest customer satisfaction rating of any online flower retailer. And I've used Proflowers quite a bit, and it's, it's, it's a great, great service. It's a great I'm service. Saying that. Joe just, uses Proflowers not just for his mother. Joe screws up a lot. Yeah, so, he uses it on the, on the I've weekly. Got, I've got, yeah, I've got yeah. some problems. But, uh, they're, they're He's getting carpal tunnel from ordering flowers. Yeah. These, aren't, uh, these aren't amateur flowers, by the way. No, no, no. These are good flowers. These are Pro, these are pro, pro. Flowers. It's Pro Flowers. <laughs> it's, it's right there in the name. Because it's professionally arranged. <laughs> this is for amateurs. But we should, we should talk about this episode. Absolutely. Let's get into this episode. This is a um, a really great episode. Kind of a, 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 the episode that, in a lot of ways, that we've been waiting for in terms of really hitting some 
some social issues head on, the, the social issue of the year, maybe of, of, of that tumultuous decade, was dealing with the assassination of Martin Luther King. But um, but yeah, it was a great episode. I mean, we'll, we we um, we saw a lot here. We saw uh, what seemed to be another day at the office until, and then we saw everyone getting ready for the the uh, the Andy the Awards. Andy Awards, which, which, which be, is real, which is which a are real, real event. The fourth annual Andy Awards. They were going. And to where are we at now on the Andy Awards? The forty ninth annual Andy Awards. They're still going strong. Yes. Yeah. So April fourth is the day. April fourth, um, Sunday morning was was the day that unfortunately that Martin Luther King was assassinated, and that was the same day of the Andy Awards back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to see the reaction of of everyone, the, all, all the characters that we know. And I, I was I gotta say I was a little surprised to see the re- the reaction I did from everyone. I think I expected different reactions from different characters. I thought, uh, especially Pete, we'll get that in a second, but yeah. um, it was really kind of interesting to see how their their, their steady straight world was rocked by something I think I think that to me is what 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 struck me the most about about setting it at that cocktail party at that awards party uh, you know it, it's it you never know what that day is going to be that's going to literally change everything yeah. and right. and all that innocence is gone mm-hmm. and and you know it's like September 11th December 7th days that change the entire face of how we view ourselves how we view uh, how how we view our, our how we're viewed around the world and and the the whole uh, the whole trajectory of our Heard, so to speak, we're go- we, we we that these are seminal moments, and I love that the way they set that in a moment where everybody's doing a, a, a an awards party that they're all kind of like, wow, well, whatever, yeah, you know, we all have oh, we're to be sitting here. at the back, you know, what's yeah. the point, right? Yeah, I love that. It really shines such a light on on just you don't know what that day is going to be when everything's going to change. It was really interesting because Paul Newman at, at that moment in that party who was so far away, I, I, no one could see. Excuse me, though, him. but I have to. Just, yeah, I was yeah. Please, say please, Catherine. I was going to say something else, but before no. that whole Paul Newman thing, I didn't get. I mean, it was meant to be Paul Newman, the actor, right? Yes. Yeah. But I know they kept him in a long shot, so obviously... But he didn't even sound like Paul Newman. No. Really. <laughs> Sorry, but that kind of bugged me. It was like, this guy's got nothing to do with Paul Newman. Why did they even say it had to be Paul Newman? It was Paul Newman. <laughs> but, but the guy didn't even try and do the voice of Paul Newman. Right, right. <laughs> so anyway, well, that I, was no, just a, no, a little aside that sure. kind of annoyed me because they're usually so accurate with everything in Well, this I thought show. it was interesting how yeah. there was no... Obviously, there was no big screens back yeah. then. There's no anything. So everyone's he's far away. And you're yeah. kind of bored. And he, he's kind of getting a little bit of politics, and you can see the room. Yeah, sort of he had being, an agenda. And he didn't. Yeah. He did, Paul Newman <clears throat> didn't support Kennedy back then. No. That, that kind of shocked me. He's I a friend. He, was, he mentioned that Bobby Kennedy's a friend. I know him. Yeah. Him, yeah, yeah. Like I know yeah. him, but you know. But I'm not voting for him. But yeah. I, it was very interesting how he kind of kind of got into politics, and everyone kind of glazed over, like, oh, here we go, yeah. politics. And then when the news hit. You know, it was elected. The, the, the room just completely. And then also, you know, I, I mean, just obviously in our day of social media, how we find out about things so quickly. And they were sort of like, what's going on? What's going on? And then, you know, the lineup for the phones. And sure. it was kind of interesting to see. Right. We yeah. get so used to dealing it in, in a different way now. And yeah. I, I found that quite fascinating yeah. the way, you know, you, news doesn't travel as fast back then and how they dealt with it. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was yeah. phoning your family to find out what's going yeah. on and phoning your family to make sure that everyone was safe. As yeah. Yeah. And it, it really had shown a light on. On, on all the different characters and how their situations have changed since you know uh, back in season three when uh, when Kennedy was assassinated was it season three or season what, season three might have been yeah I think it was season uh, yeah. three yeah season, season three. three when Kennedy was assassinated yeah, and how their lives have changed since like Mad Men you know maybe once a season we get one of these big cultural upheaval. Right. Episodes and and now that we're in the late sixties, we're probably going to get more than. Oh, we got one more coming with Bobby. That's Bobby. Not, that's, yeah. that's we got right not, the it's well, not far off. Uh-huh. Not far we got off. Few we got, months. Oh, yeah. Just exactly. a few months. Yeah, yeah. a lot. 
But uh, this this was definitely one of Mad Men's stronger episodes, and I, I think you know, looking back, we're going to say this is one uh, easily one of the top top oh, yeah. twenty, if yeah. not top ten. I, I felt in, in some ways though that this was far more um, had much more of an impact than yeah. the Kennedy one because I think they, especially with someone like Don, we'll probably talk about later, but it's kind of more paralleling how they're feeling about life sure. and mm-hmm. they're, you know, I think they're in a different space yes. when Kennedy, even though it was tragic and all that, but I feel like this has kind of hit home in many ways more because it's all about the bigger picture and they're right. they're related now. It's not only internally yeah. theirs, but externally they're feeling about it the as atmosphere. well. Was, yeah. it, was it Ginsburg that said they? had to do it it was Ginsburg yeah. that said that right, right. they had I, to do it yeah. I think that speaks volumes for for the the, the point of view of so many people at, uh, and I think you know we have it today too it, it just there's a, there's a sense that if someone's trying to buck the trend so completely and so well you know mm-hmm. so, so so carefully and, and not it's not blunt it's not childish it was a carefully well thought out uh, challenge to the system there is there seems to be an accepted uh, on, on some level, we all accept, whether we are conscious of it or not, that that is a threat, and it, and it will probably be dealt with violently. And and Ginsburg, I think, you know, but there's that hope. I think that's what this, that's what I think Martin Luther King's assassination and Bobby Kennedy's assassination it, it screamed at, to me anyway, there's a hope that, that they won't do it. Yeah. Like, there's a recognition that they probably will, but there's a hope that they won't. And when it happens, it almost breaks your heart because yeah. you're just you're, you're hoping that, that we're well, going to be better than that. We but saw we're not. plenty of hearts break tonight. Sure. Well, but it, it, just one thing, just on that time. I mean, this is a time where in the '60s, where people being assassinated was in that decade. There were a lot of high-profile assassinations in that decade. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's a thing that you wouldn't even. I mean, that just even now you can't think to a last time where there was like. A giant assassination attempt on the, on that level, and so and it's a little 60s, bit like terrorism is now. Yeah, we kind of half really, expect it. <laughs> it's really, but 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 you had a good point, um, which when you're saying, Catherine, about how it, mm-hmm. it, it it this moment sort of wasn't held held up a mirror to each individual characters as mm-hmm. opposed to what they what they were going through through at that moment, um, mm-hmm. socially and morally and intellectually, and it was kind of cool to go around the go around the show and see everyone's different reactions. And yeah. my, one of my favorites mm-hmm. though was was Rogers, which was such a Roger Roger uh, reaction. It was very brief, and he said that moment with Don, where it was like he was a good talker. I thought that'd save him. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was like yeah. that was so apolitically cool, yeah. you know. But, <laughs> so but Roger Sterling, it speaks to what I was just talking about, though, right. like the expectation are that they're burned going to out. Count. Yeah, well, also they're just kind of burned out on assassination. Like, like it's not. It was not so shocking that he could produce more of a reaction than that. And, and I was just thinking about the last time we had any kind of pri- high profile assassination in America, or at least assassination attempt. It was uh, Gabby Giffords in uh, yeah. Arizona. Well, that, that, was, that, that, was, that was a shooting, not an assassination. Well, yeah. still, we, a, we've found different ways to do it now. I mean, make yeah. no mistake, we still have a, a, a the, the politics have not changed. The the, the, the the methods have changed. We yeah. don't need to assassinate people anymore. We'll we'll, we'll assassinate you online. We'll we'll make you seem character goofy and, yeah, well, absolutely. Let, let me just get. I do want to talk just um, briefly about um, the just before we get into our individual takes the the the, the characters how how they react. And I think that what I loved about this episode is it dealt with not only the rate not only race but just uh, it dealt with everyone's dealt with a very complex issue because this is not sort of a no pun intended black and white issue in terms of how you felt about it. Like, and I think that that scene between Harry and Pete was a perfect example mm-hmm. of that. I don't think Pete is. I mean, I think Harry Crane is a racist, or I think didn't Harry a, date a black girl for, yeah, for a long time? I mean, oh, Harry yeah. Is, is, yeah. is a but so it wasn't really about like him being a racist in that moment. He was just being, uh, you know, being He's a being an ad man. Yeah. ad man, you know, which and so that was very interesting to see, like, but just the, the complexities of, of each character and how they dealt with it. But most importantly is, um, 
I really liked the way they showed the two secretaries. They showed Don and yeah. the secretary whose mm-hmm. name I don't know. No, I, 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 I looked for it online. No one no one has, right. has posted this. But it was a really sure. interesting juxtaposition because well, no. you know we, we had a situation where she came in, uh, Peggy's secretary, obviously visibly upset, went right. to Newark, like really needed needed a hug. Needed yeah. a hug. Accepted from, the from, hug. Yeah, but they needed it badly and Peggy was like, you know, reluctantly Peggy, like, ugh, yeah. kinda, and then gave the hug. And we were all like, hug her! You yelled it and they yeah. Right. That and, was pretty and, funny. Yeah. But, so that was, was that, that was a really nice touching scene juxtaposed against Don, who who has a very a different emotional reaction to it. I mean, she's dealing with it in her way and was like, I need to be here at work. I don't want to deal. And everyone's kind of, you know, you know, all black folks kind of aren't the same. So it was kind of this whole thing of like, well, we know how you're feeling and, and she and you know uh, like John, John was John so kind of awkward. gave her the hug. Right. And that she's was like, I don't so need a hug. I, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm not, you yeah. know the side so hug. But that was yeah. a perfect example of just the, the complexities of yeah. just sort of like right. you know, people are in people individually or individuals, but whether it be a race yeah. or or anything else. Now that was just really well, But also the, sorry, just one more difference. It's just that uh Peggy called after her secretary and tried to find out where she was and where she was and no. everything was okay. They tried to. And yeah, and Don did not. No, he did. He did? He no. did. And he said he couldn't get a hold of her. And they tried. No, he said Joan couldn't get a hold of her. Oh, oh John didn't pick up. Don didn't. Don no. was busy trying to call Washington. Trying yes. to find, trying to he find was trying mistress. to figure out what happened to his yeah. mistress. <laughs> okay. So. But, but, you know, he was he, he, he had people on it. So, Joan, yeah. Joan, Joan, <laughs> so Joan, Joan was Don, looking Don's busy. It. <laughs> I, I, I kind of felt like that was that was very carefully thought out to represent you know two very different schools of thought or or you know larger reactions more of a, a you know, more of a larger group reaction but it, her, it, it just seemed like she wasn't prepared to accept the empathy. Um, uh, I'm talking about Don, you know, Don. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know if that. I, I don't know whether to take that personally or whether to take that as a sim, as a symbol to represent a larger chunk of, of folks. I, you know what I mean? Because you, you, you personally take it personally? No, no, no. Not, not. I'm sorry. Not, not, I'm taking Don's reaction as a personal character deal, or oh, okay. or expanding it into into right. a, to represent more of a a, a chunk of of, of, of black well, folks. Sure, that, that's what this was. I mean, this is, I, well, obviously, these are aren't, aren't real individuals. I think. Well, yeah, but are, you understand what I'm saying. Well, I think we're all all these people were dealing with archetypes, right? So even even yeah. the two secretaries are an archetype of different. Right. Black folks as was the as was the uh the guy uh in the movie theater and the, and the guys moment. flipping the uh, as, and the guys no, flipping burgers in, right. in, the, in the in the cafe as is henry who his had his thoughts and betty had her sort of version of it and megan and don and it was a we very, saw everyone dealing with it in their own way it was way. a great way to reveal character right yeah. but, but i also like the way that other sort of philosophies were brought in you know we had the marxist comment sure. from, from yeah. megan's fa- you know basically it's the end of the world kind of thing right and you know from her father and then we uh, which i wasn't familiar with, but um, Tecumseh, yes, sure. which is a is an, uh, an a Native American leader. Yeah, I mean, so it was interesting that other thought, and of course, Planet of the Apes was written by a French author as well. Right. And I mean, it was obviously, you know, I loved that whole. I mean, we might talk more about Planet of the Apes, but the whole bringing that in of sort of the end of the right. world and humankind is ending, and all these different philosophies sure. that were brought in tonight, which I found fascinating. And, and I loved theories. that. Yeah, well, and, yeah. and Abe yeah. had some definitely had some things to say. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about him a little well, later on. Yeah. Well, what yeah. they say? This is an opportunity. The heavens are telling us to change. Right? Isn't that? Mm. Uh, isn't that what? Uh, who, who, whose quote was that? I wrote it down, and I was supposed to remember. No, that oh. was the the, the, guy the who insurance guy. Insurance. That guy. was the insurance guy's yes. clearly yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Creepy, that was creepy. the guy. <laughs> who's that actor from Lost? He's, he, he, he played spent, Ethan uh, Rom. Yes, he's His uh, May, but, wow. uh, I felt like he came May straight Pepper. from Lost into this. But did you see Chris Mapother? Mapother. Yes. Did you see? Oh, which is Tom Cruise's brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Yes. 
Yeah. Did you see Tom? No. Uh, did you see what? Don Draper's face Sisters. though when he said that? Some, yeah, yeah. yeah. he was so yes. disgusted. But when when he said when, no, but the last thing he said was, "This is an opportunity for the, the heavens are telling us to change." Mm-hmm. Don's face kind of it had a change. Mm-hmm. It had like a moment of like, like almost like it sank in for a second. Yeah. And then he takes his kid to Planet of the Apes, which is all themes about change and about yeah. how you know shining the mirror up to us. I thought that was very interesting. Right. But I don't think. But I don't, but, he, but just in fairness, we'll just get into individual topics right now. But just yeah. in fairness to Don, no one knew what Planet of the Apes was about until like like was it like they 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 went in knowing like. No, no, no. Oh, the book was out, though, by then. Right. I mean, it was based on a book, so if you'd read the book, you would have known what Planet of the Apes was. But if you'd never seen the movie, yes. That that, that ending was so shocking. Yeah, and I remember the first time I saw it, and I was like, you just had no idea it was going to end like that. I love the whole theater was just silent, like, (laughs) what the? (laughs) Anyway, so um, let's get into some individual individual topics and some individual plot points. But before we do, I want to thank all of you folks for listening Mm -hmm. to us on iTunes, um, consistently keeping us in the top five right around the top five um, we love all of your comments you know Mad Men like we, we do this show we watch it we, we do the show immediately so we're going to miss a lot of stuff and there's lots to talk about Mad Men's a very uh, uh, sh- show that could be interpreted in many many ways and we're doing the best that we can but we love your comments we love to see hear from you on iTunes and continue to listen and download and also um, as we talked about last week you can now stream us on all of your devices your iPads and your iPhones and even your Android devices, you can stream us live there as well. So, so continue to listen and thank you very much for all your comments. You know, so, when something good happens to me, it also happens to you. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's right, right Pete. <laughs> that's right. So, so let's jump into uh, so Flippo. Like, let's. Uh, you know, I, I want to talk about. Like, I want you to talk about Don. Well, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about, but let's talk about Don and and, uh, and the kids and. Yeah, that was that monologue was incredibly. <sighs> that was yeah. amazing. Wrenching. Dark. Yeah. Wrenching. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Megan. Megan, uh, how did she say? It? She said, "My father hides behind his intellect, but you hide behind your bottle." He hides, hides behind marks. No, oh, marks, I'm sorry, you're right. Marks, you, 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 you don't have marks. You have a bottle. bottle that was yes. a quote, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was so unbelievable. Like he just yeah. he's he's living in that that spot, and then you find out why. Right at I me, mean, he says he doesn't feel anything. He looks at his kids. His kid is born, and he knows he's supposed to feel something, but he doesn't. Yeah. And so. So he's faking it, and I, I can't imagine the heartbreak that that must that must produce in a, in a in a person to look at your kids and recognize intellectually you're supposed to feel this. Everybody else says they feel this, and yeah. must be like not being able to see color or not being able to see the sun when it's out. I mean, like we've heard that this is all there, yeah. but I can't experience it. It's a, it's a it's a terrifying thing. I remember I remember when my grandfather passed, and I couldn't. I was uh, I was nine years old, nine or ten, and I couldn't bring myself. I couldn't cry at the funeral and it screwed me up for years I was thinking does this mean I don't love this person and like that kind of uh, you know holding yourself up to what things are supposed to be emotion is very complicated emotion is very complicated you know Don had this moment with Bobby where he talked about how how, you know everyone goes to the movies when they're sad and I think that that was the moment that it changed for him like he started you said he started to feel something and his heart exploded right yeah yeah so he's expressing real emotion now. He's, he had a it. moment with his son right. watching this movie where he's actually now really feeling. But, but then there's that heartbreak because he crawls into bed with his son because his son yeah. can't sleep. And this is a feeling that I understand. My daughter, my older daughter has a stepdad. And you have these moments when, when you have another man in your kid's life. Yeah. You, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you yeah. have these I'm moments. Divorced. Yeah, where you, you're like he crawls into bed with his son. Why can't you sleep? Let's have a father-son moment. What if Henry gets shot? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sh- what the hell? What, what are we talking about Henry for? <laughs> yeah. But you that's know? real. That's and that's real. And yeah, that, I, I know moments. that feeling, and that breaks your heart. Every time. 
It breaks your heart. Well, and, and just just back just back on that monologue, which was you know it was fantastic. I think it's, it's pretty. If that much doesn't sick. win him an Emmy. I don't know what. I will. mean, he's been really. <laughs> yeah. Come on, God that Tommy got one. I mean, yeah. Brian Cranston, eat your heart out. Yes, Jesus. he will. Please, he Come will. On. He's got to give. Got to got to be down. one of his years. Come I mean, on, we're only four episodes in or five episodes <laughs> in. But no, that that monologue is probably easily the most uh, revealing we've seen Don mm. out loud reveal himself to Absolutely. another person. To Megan. I mean, to Megan. I mean, he's had his moments with Peggy, and he's had his moments with, uh, uh, you know, Dick Whitman back in California. And uh, in season four with uh, uh, Allison, was her name? The, oh. uh, the woman the, he was dating the, back then? The school teacher. No. That, no. The, no. She worked She worked at uh, SCDP. Oh, that's right. Woman. The uh, the uh, the marketing. Oh yes, she was the yeah, marketing right, specialist. Yeah, she was yeah. great too. But this was easily like the most revealing we've we've seen. Don. He was so raw. Was he was raw. so, so simple. Was, and but the just the, truth. Yeah, truth. But then that what what he was saying, especially in the monologue, is echoing his whole life as 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 Don Draper. I mean, it's really he's Dick Whitman. But he's, you know, been pretending to be this Don Draper, which is, you know, a, a falsity. You know, it's like he's really not feeling anything as Don Draper in this entire in this entire life, including Again, with his kids. Don as construct. And, and he, he opens up and says, it makes me wonder if it was because, you know, how my dad was. Or right. Yeah. Line he said or was, did my dad did feel my dad this way, feel too? This way? Yeah. And so was I not valued also? Like, if Super I'm not valuing deep. my kids, does that mean my dad didn't value me? And does yeah. that make me question again whether or not I have value? It's a horrifying thing. Right. Uh, but- but it's interesting how he has... I mean, we were talking last <coughs> week about his relationship with Megan's kind of been... I, I felt very distant. And, yeah. yeah. And yet this, this is this incredible outpouring of honesty to her in this... I mean, because she does know so much about him. And, I mean, that's one of the reasons, I think, that he was attracted to her other than Betty, because Betty didn't really know the real Don at all, where he's revealed right. a lot more of himself to Megan. Sure. And I found that quite astounding tonight, this whole scene, because he was... In the beginning, he seemed so concerned more about more feelings for his mistress. You know, was she okay in that? And then, yet, it, Megan was the one that he just let out everything to, which I felt quite amazing tonight. Yeah. That, that yeah. he, this was real emotion. This was real to to her. Well, I, I, and as she could see her reaction, I mean, it was like wow. Yeah. Because you know, she felt, but she, didn't she preface it by saying that you know I don't know what you're feeling. I have no right. idea. And that's obviously right. what their relationship's been right. like for the last. And good on m- her for months. challenging him, yeah. like, oh, getting absolutely. in Don Draper's face, yeah. like yeah. you're drunk. Yeah. Like I don't know who you think you are. Right. Yeah. You know? You're not so effing cool after all. You're, yeah. you're too drunk. I'm yeah. a, I want to bring up a, a mm. quick point. The way that mm. the the speech was phrased, he he never said I, in the entire speech. Right. He said you. He's talking about people in general and he always thinks yes, of, he right. thinks of himself as just uh, on some level just like all other people and all other people must be feeling the same way that he sure. does and and he's got evidence to back that up because his ads sell right you know and that you know he's got this connection to other people but this is not it's it's his problem and he's not accepting it as his well I wonder how much of the rest of his life is he faking too yeah. I mean it, it it's interesting to me, like if 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 you're saying if you're able to look at yourself honestly, and I think that's a function of having a young wife, because when you're with your first wife and you're raising three kids, you're in it. You're in the. You don't have time to, to look and, and examine yourselves. You just don't. Yeah. But when you've when you've gotten your you your divorce and you've moved on to somebody else, you can really sit there and examine what was going on in your life, what was going on with you and the kids, and so you can have more honesty about yourself because in, in when you're in it, you're just you're just in it. But I, I think that that you know him finding this out, the discovery that he doesn't feel this stuff, and and the ability to turn around and say that, and that is juxtaposed with with his son. Uh, 
what else is is he faking? I mean, you got to wonder: is he faking everything? Is everything in his life? I mean, what is real to him? I don't think he knows. On some no. level, I feel like no, it, even even the real things must feel fake. Mm. Well, I think that that's what this this what this season seems to be about. Like the yeah. season seems about his he's crisis. crisis. It's yeah. like it's, it, he's forty. Yeah. It's like a really you know midlife crisis. I mean, I'm, I'm well, he 40, turned forty a few years ago. Well, but, but I mean, I, yeah. but still, I mean, what, he's he's in his forties, but he's definitely yeah. like some yeah. that midlife. Crisis and they brought that back to remind us. They brought that back in the previous yeah. to remind us. And also, I think that um, you know, um, it's I, it's really interesting also to see how. He reacted to the the assassination as well. I mean, there was there was, seems to be some level of like concern, some level of of you know I care, but like it, it, maybe this is the thing that sort of breaks the dam. You mm-hmm. know, maybe this is the thing that sort of opens the floodgates. I don't know. That, that allows him to start feeling or start to question. I'm not exactly sure, but I don't know. Yeah. But one, one thing I will say though is that you know back to Don, and I'm I'm, I'm surprised like Don. He's not, you know, he doesn't want to pick up the kids. He's, like, not a great guy. It's like, yeah. we yeah, keep rooting for un- Don. I know. But here. I can understand it was a danger. I mean, no, no, he no, didn't no, put no, his no, kids no. in the danger. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not yeah. talking about that in general. It was oh. like the phone call was just like, it, I got the sense from Betty, like, again with you, Don. He's like, ah, oh, the kids. I, I I get the sense he was using the, the riots as an excuse. Right. Yeah. It wasn't uh, like, okay. oh, you know, he was he she genuinely a, does not want to pick and, the And kids. the next yeah. morning, he's hungover. And, you know, Megan's getting the kids ready. Yeah, They're going like, to go to better at this than I am. Like, get, hmm. to, get it together, Draper. Only reason he hangs out with Bobby is because Bobby fakes an illness to hang out with Dad. I mean, right. that's it. Right. Um, are you, you, got, you need more of Don? No, I got nothing. All right. Can, can, you want to you want to jump into uh, yeah. what, what do you got there, man? I want to talk about our dear friend Mr. Ginsburg, yeah. uh, who had a who had a plot line tonight. Yeah, Ginsburg storyline. Yes, uh, which we don't get very often, and it, it actually to me had a great parallel with uh, Don's story with Bobby with Ginsburg and his father. You know, we have a, we have a lot of these uh, these father and son stories of. Um, you know, Ginsburg comes home. His father, without telling him, has set him up on a date because he... Well, honestly, as we see later in the episode, we see that he feels that his son is inadequate and that... Well, it's nervous-making. Your son's... Yeah. How old is, is Ginsburg? Is he in his, he's in his late, late 20s. 20s, right? He's got right. no girlfriend. He's got no prospects. Yep. He's had no sex. He's, he's yeah. told yeah. us. Exactly. <laughs> he's never had sex. He's yeah. very upfront about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not even that. once? Yeah. Not even okay. once, no. And he considers him a failure, and he yeah. rubs his face in it. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, you know, like to me, Don's speech. You connect that back to to Ginsburg's father. Does he really? Does he really love him? Is this coming from a place of concern, or does he feel that his son just isn't isn't the legacy that he had intended? I think it comes from concern. I, I think we could we could call the subplot the 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 clumsy Yenta. I mean, that could be the yeah. name of the subplot. <laughs> but uh, a, a Yenta is. And a woman. what was the thing? <laughs> well, yes, but you know, a matchmaker woman. Yeah. What was the term you, you the said? With the old oh, people. Oh, the, I uh, love that. The altacacas. I've never Alt- heard that. Yeah. What are they called? Uh, what are uh, those altacacas are uh, are are old that. people in in uh, Yiddish, and that that uh-huh. whole date scene between him and Beverly Farber, who I awesome. hope we see again. She, she was, was lovely. She oh, was delightful. That, All I could think to myself is Ginsburg. What are you doing? Get it. Go. Oh, Good no, it, it was it was pure Ginsburg. It didn't betray who he was, yeah. which is this this nebbishy guy who's really. But you know, Dad pulled it down. I mean, right. that he didn't bring home some sort of ugly, unpleasant. He brought home a little hottie. But she it's not. Nice. It speaks yeah. to their relationship that he can't accept that. He can't accept it. He sees it as an affront to him because right. his dad didn't didn't tell him. He he came into well, it unprepared. Well, Dad knew he'd probably find a way out of it. Right. Sure, but you know how are, how is he supposed to enjoy this date? If all I can think about is, wow, my dad thinks I am such a loser 
that he's not only setting up my own dates for me, he's tricking me into going on them. I love it. But I, or, I or, and, and, he, and he cut his balls off, though, because he offered him money. Yeah. That was rough. That, well, when when Dad took money out of his pocket, oh, well, that was well, rough. Well, that, let's go ahead, Captain. I was just going to say, that was a beautiful scene, though, where she said, you're very handsome, and you could see he's just... He's yeah. never. He's like, never. But you could see. Really you could see he's never been called handsome in his life. No. His dad has never called him handsome. And it's funny, you know. Sure. Can I just say, when she said that, I looked at him in a different way. I thought, yeah, he is quite handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly saw Ginsburg. Ginsburg. Look at you, Ginsburg. Can we talk a little bit about the? I, I love the whole the the old world, new world thing between the dad. The dad is so. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about sixty eight. So, so I mean, the dad is in his sixties in sixty eight. So he is. Old world. He's yep. really old yeah. world. And, you know, the, the true definition of old world. But uh, and Ginsburg couldn't be more of a, of a you know, of prototype. A new world. New world. Political. Exactly. You know, forward-thinking guy. You know, they did it. They had mm. to do it. And I really I really thought it was, you know, when, when, when he first saw him with the setup, and he's you know, sort of embarrassing, and he's got yeah. the, the, the date there, and he's doing the sort of the old world stuff, I thought, oh, no. But then towards the end, when he's saying these poignant things, even when he said about... Uh, Noah's Ark. Like, even Noah, they went two by two. It's important. Well, you want to go like, with your dad? Yeah, but you know what? I thought that was, yeah, that was really funny. I'm like, you know, these old world guys, goddammit. See, well, you know, you but know, I, it, they know what they're talking no, about. There's a lot of energy spent on figuring out what it is, but no. sometimes it is just find somebody as and make some only, kids. As the only Jewish man on the panel, I would <laughs> like to speak to the nature of Jewish If you think Jewish you family. know yes. something about Jews because you're Jewish... <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> you you, you <laughs> pipe down, Flippo, okay? No, let me tell you what's going on here. And like I'm there listening. there is an an extraordinary amount of pressure in, in a Jewish family to protect tradition, to uh, wait, what are you telling me that there is pressure in Jewish culture to marry a Jewish girl and, and to stay in the culture I know and to get it's out shocking. of here? You're kidding. Guys, right. just let, let me speak. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, you know, in, in post in post Holocaust culture, it becomes that much more important. So, you know, no matter how successful his son is, you know, it's a field that he doesn't necessarily understand and definitely doesn't respect. He knows it's enough of a status symbol that he uses it to bring this girl over. Absolutely. But, you know, they're never going to be able to meet on any kind of, you know, level of respect. It's always going to be a fight to the bitter end between the two of them. Between father and son. Yes. There it is. Yeah, the more I just you know. Saw that the rainbow. You know. Yeah. There it is. Beautiful. Um, but, but you're right. But you and you can't discount the fact that you're yeah. you're, you're, you're post Holocaust and you're yeah. you're you're dealing with a we gotta we gotta yeah. make some more Jews. I yeah. mean that is a, that is I know it there's sounds terrible to say it that pressure. way, but there's <laughs> a huge pressure. It's yeah. hey my my historically my, that's a tremendous. I know that sounds tacky to say it that way, but no, it's true. It's true. My mom bought my brother and I J date accounts when I was eighteen. J date. Oh. J date accounts when I was right. eighteen just to inc- just to ensure like hey. This could happen. Yeah. This could happen. There's Orthodox families in Israel right now. 10, no. 12 kids. She, I mean, she, wa- she once, uh, my mom once told my brother and I that she would feel she had failed as a parent if we didn't marry someone who was born Jewish. You know? Wow. Yeah. It, there's, wow. there's an extraordinary amount of pressure. But at the same time, Ginsburg's dad's kind of right. He's, he's, he doesn't know how to sew. He doesn't know how to cook for himself. That's he's my standing point. around the apartment in right. his boxers. Exactly. That's my point. I'm I not- just... As I, I'm sorry, I had to, I had to take you. it from the perspective of Ginsburg. Now I'm able to play. I'm, I had to play both sides. Sure. Well, that's that, I mean, not not taking it from specifically from from Ginsburg's perspective from a uh, cultural standpoint, but yeah. just as a as a son father son thing. And this, I, you know, I, I thought I was with Ginsburg at the beginning. I'm like, oh God, his Dad, get out of here, Dad! You're, you're killing me. And then I was like, oh, the Dad's right. He's totally right, Dad. He's totally right. Yeah. My father's Sicilian. He's been on this kick my whole life. I've been yeah. married to. 
10 years. He's always telling my brother and I, well, we got to get you a girl from the old country. No, I don't want a girl from the old country. What are you talking about? I have a girl from the She's new country. I'm married her, dude. It's a wonderful thing. You know? Shout out to South San Filippo. Right? Good old Sal San Good old Sal San Filippo. But that's he's the old world guy. He's, he's 83, so he's, he's old school, too. And he's like, well, that's the only way to get a good one. No, yeah. What do you want to get yeah. important from Italy? Right. So, um, Catherine, what, 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 what left out at you? Uh, I'm going to talk about Pete, but I just wanted to mention one thing more about Megan, because I oh, think sure. we didn't mention the fact that it was kind of an aside. Oh, yeah, she won an award! She won the oh, Andy yeah. Award for her work in Beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And I, I thought that was quite interesting, because, you know, we really... She's moved on to acting, but, you know, she had this whole successful career, which she put aside, and I think that's one of the reasons that Don sort of... Had, had, felt like that she abandoned him in yeah, a way right. and she came in and won this award I mean, it was kind of put to the aside I just found that which I was mean, also great because yeah. it's been the entire last season the last couple yeah. seasons or the last season talking about her ascent in the audience like how she felt like yeah. I'm really good at this it's actually the, the thing that made her springboard into acting it's like I'm actually really good at this I can be good at something yeah. I can be good at something I want to do and she was good at it she won a freaking well, award Harry ha- Hamlin the, he was brought in tonight yes. as a character and he yeah. said I, I, they your copy. He was as, admiring uh, your copywriting as, as well. Jim Cutler, the head, the head of, CGC. of CGC. I, I, I predict we'll see more of him. Roger yeah, Sterling. I predict I do. Roger Sterling with bad breath is what they're Do you think Megan <laughs> might get a job in this predictions? Maybe she'll go back to copywriting. <laughs> oh, can you imagine a more awkward come home? Yeah. How was your day? Oh, we undercut you. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what do you got? But Pete, I felt like, you know, we were always... Poor old Pete. We always give him a hard time, mm-hmm. you know. Weasel Pete, I guess we always call him. <laughs> um, but I felt he really, Robot, he really Pete. stepped up to yeah. the plate, you know, in, in the face of this tragedy that happened with Martin Luther King. He really stood up as a man, and I really, I, I really admired him tonight. It wasn't about being the sleazy ad man tonight that was making money. I mean, he put all that aside, you know, and yeah. he really challenged. Uh, Har- was uh, Harry, Harry Crane? Harry Crane. Crane. Yeah, when he came in, and Harry was all he was concerned about was the fact that all the TV shows were being bumped and they were going to lose all this advertising and he's going this is shameful how can you possibly yeah. even think that way I have to say that was a yeah. shocker for me yeah, yeah. it I, was a great scene it was yeah. a great scene but I, think, I always thought you know Pete being Pete mm. you know emotionless not mm. caring also coming from you know his family where he's come from and just yeah. I just had this I had no thought that he had any level of empathy for what was going on at the time yeah. with Martin Luther King and these, I just it, it, it caught me completely by surprise so I, I was, I, I'm glad to no, see it. Pete's had, his, yeah. Pete's had his, uh, his carpet pulled out from under him. I mean, you know, he's had his cake and eaten it too, and he thought he was so clever and thought he had it all figured out. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, now he's had his kid taken away and yeah. his, his home taken away, and he's getting Chinese food for one. Yeah. And, you know, and I think he's starting to, you know, quote unquote, get it a little bit. I he's think not, he's starting not to not so understand. sexy in the city, is yeah. it? Yeah. Actually. But exactly. here's, here's the interesting thing it really illuminates the level of change that he has undergone, you know, since 1960. In the last, you know, seven and a half years or so, seven and a third years, he would not have have had that attitude in 1960 nope. when he was still very much, you know, the boy. Sure. Do you know what I mean? And 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 of all the characters, I feel like it's it, we feel like he's changed the least. Yeah. Uh, or it's easiest to dismiss his change, but no, he's 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 grown up with the times and evolved quite yeah. a lot. And, I, and what about this moment um, w- that he had uh, with Trudy on the phone? Yeah, yeah. I, I, about that because I felt I, like he really wanted to reconnect with his but she family was having and none of it. she wasn't no, going to. She didn't care because usually, obviously, something like tragedy, yeah. somehow emotions come out, brings people together, and I think he maybe felt that that was going to be the moment that she would maybe forgive him or bring him. But no, she wasn't. She wasn't standing for it. She yeah. didn't. Care. She didn't care, and yeah. she had that uh, that that moment where 
Well, he had that at the very mm. peak moment where he's like, well, well uh, I don't want you to worry about me. Yeah. It's basically like, I'm worried about, you know. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm fine. I got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried. You're good. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, Kids I good. guess if fine. you. I got it on lock. Yeah. <laughs> you must. Yeah. yeah, but Pete, um, but that, uh, you know, that, that screaming, he was a great man. I was like, wow. Yeah. I love that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then uh, of course, you know, Robert Morse's character coming in and uh, trying to appease them all. Yeah. That was, that was great. great. Ineffectual yeah. was Burt Cooper. He yeah. was yeah. so irrelevant. Nothing. Yeah, but he's still great. Hey, he, you know, shake hands like, like men. Like men. <laughs> and and for, you know, uh, erase this yeah. moment by shaking hands. Yes. I, I, I want to talk more about Pete, though, in the, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a device for that moment. Because I really feel like there is a, there's a sense, as I get older, I, I feel like more of a connection to all society. As, as a group. I know when I was in college, and I'm sure you guys too, I was very liberal. I marched against everything, and I yelled and screamed about everything. And, and, and drank a lot. You? I did, lots of it. <laughs> I drank a lot. I drank, drank a lot Smoked of alcohol. That might have done other things. Yeah. But, um, a lot of broom closet. Shh. So, <laughs> a lot of Project K. But, uh, <laughs> but as I get older, I feel more connected to all of this stuff, and I feel more a part of it. And I feel like Pete is set up as... Uh, again, that hope that all of us have that we're better. And there's that mm. belief that whether or not he's gone to any Martin Luther King rallies or whether or not he went down to Selma or whether or not he got on a bus and did anything, he, you, you feel a part of a society that's moving in a certain direction and you feel sure. a certain pride in that. And when that is taken away and ripped away, like like when Prop 8 passed in California, yeah. there was a sense for me anyway, I was like, God damn, we're better than this. How did that just happen here? We're not this. And I, I feel like that was Pete's purpose in this, that you've made Pete... All these people who, not without participating in MLK's movement, without participating yeah. in it, feel a pride that it's happening. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Oh, 100%. And I think, well, again, it's great that they show, they're able to show the diversity in people's opinions without making it so, um, you know, so cliche. Like, they, there wasn't the racist and there wasn't the, yeah. the super liberal. It was kind of like a, a very subtle change. Like, again, you know, the, the Harry Crane and Pete argument it was very subtle. Yeah. Um, even, even way out in the suburbs, even talking about Henry and even with Henry and Betty, I mean, who were sort of disconnected from the whole thing. And even though Henry's a politician and he, you know, kind of talked about the mayor going to Hollywood, you know, Hollywood, going to Harvard. Them and smiling, mm-hmm. there was there was there was not a real level of um, you know Martin Luther King was a bad guy. It was just a lot of like well Henry just had to deal with the fallout. Whatever yeah, his deal, they just yeah. had to deal with it because you yeah. know those those riots they just had to, they had to figure out how to keep the, the proverbial shit in the horse. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, it'd be, go ahead. Go ahead. Want- no, I just wanted to say it was. I thought it was significant that the word racist was even used. That word didn't exist when the show when the show started. Do you know what I mean? Right. No, that's true. Well, it's a I- shift. I wanted to um, to talk. Anything else on Pete? Did you no, have? No, okay. Right. I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll jump in there. But I want to talk about Pete, Peggy, and Abe. I'm talking a little bit about Peggy, and also we had we touch a little more on on, on Harry, um, um, Henry. Henry, Henry. I'm sorry, Henry and, and Betty as well. But just Peggy, I, you know, the opening scene of this was great because she was it was Peggy staring off in that in that she was in the Don Draper position, you know, which is that pondering. Out the window. That is the Don Draper position. But with a smile on her face. Right. <laughs> but before we revealed it was Peggy, that, yeah. that, 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 I think it was a pull out. I think it was a pull, pull, slow pull up. Uh, Windows are yeah. a big theme in the shot. So track, <laughs> a yeah. shot tracking back slowly. Is that yeah. like a very Don Draper shot? I really love mm. that. But uh, but Peggy's uh, moving on up to the east side. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be neighbors. apartment yeah. in the sky. Yeah. 84th <laughs> in New York. <laughs> east side. For $28,000. Yeah. Oh, my God. God. A king's ransom, yeah. I say. But I, I thought that was really that was really cool to see Peggy in that role, and then that that, that nice moment with the realtor when uh, poor Abe comes in, and you know Peggy 
you, <laughs> she's like, oh, what are we doing? It's like, uh, I'm not buying. It's her, her money. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm not the decision maker. I love that. Oh. Abe's a poor journalist. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> I, but it's, it's, it's really, I still, I'm still not seeing, you know, and Peggy's still reaching for that Don Draper status. Mm-hmm. She's reaching for the east side. She's reaching to be, you know, you know, next to and, and near Don and neighbors with Don. But it's also cool to see it sort of come back to Abe saying, look, I don't want to be on the east side. I kind of want a family. I, I want yeah. our kids to be have a more diverse environment. I don't want to be up there with the Richies. On the west side. You know, on the west side in the, in the 80s, you know. <laughs> and mm. uh, I thought that was kind of a cool moment. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's, it, I love what they do with Peggy because she never feels forced. She never feels, it never feels like she's got an agenda and then she does her stuff. It sounds right. to me, like she's, she's, such, she's a character that does her stuff and then it turns out, Okay, well, you've done all this stuff. You're kind of a feminist without being a feminist. You, sure. you, you've been this pioneer without really trying to be a pioneer. You're the first female copywriter and, and all this stuff that yeah. she's you've been able to achieve. But it's interesting because she never feels forced. She just kind of goes into these things. Like right now, it's time to buy a house because you got to buy a house. Yeah. It's time to do it. Well, it's not like I, I don't get the vibe that she's like, I want to be neighbors with Don. She's like, okay, well, I want to buy a place. Here's the, the amount of money I have. The place that I deserve. That, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I've, I've got this spot. Where do I go? Well, what's also interesting about Peggy is like, I, for all the talk of like Pete being this robot and Pete being this thing, I don't, I don't picture Peggy being this like emotionless sort of like robotic person, but really she's having a hard time expressing her emotions and her have a hard time really dealing with because she's got her own secret. She's got a baby. Yeah. She's got you know Pete's baby for crying out loud. Who's yeah. raising that? Was it mom raising that baby? Yeah, she's yeah. got her own sort of secret. No, so she adopted it. No, was it, was, it, it was given away for adoption. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll never see it. Right, yeah. that's right. Yeah. But she's got a lot of like her own sort of her own little Dick Whitman sort of uh, thing mm-hmm. happening there. But so we see it, you know, with with her with her copywriters who are not able to connect with them. We saw it with her secretary not able to connect. We see it a little bit with poor Abe and Abe's out there, like he's out there, in, you know, in the shit going up to Harlem and really doing. It and really, you know, embracing the social change, and Peggy's feeling a little awkward. She's feeling a little Pete Campbellish right now, which well, is, which is sort of strange to me. I love uh, Abe and Peggy's relationship is so very complex, you know, because she supports him. That's what I'm saying, yeah, she supports so, like, him, and yet, then. you know, he and he accepts it. Yeah, he yeah. he accepts it. You which know, for the '60s, is pretty is extraordinary, pretty right? Pretty extraordinary, right. but at the same time, you know, like. Granted, he had to be there, you mm-hmm. know, when these riots were happening. But you know, he, sh- you could see the disappointment on her face when he left the Andes, mm. which she was nominated for. Um, and then I love that scene between the two of them uh, in the apartment where she finally is like, "Okay, you know, why can't you be upset that we lost this apartment? You know, this was supposed to be our future." And she probes him and finally gets him to admit his feelings on the matter. Right. And then when he expresses, you know, I want to have. Kids and like the place that I saw us having kids was not that place, and the subtle change in her face as she realized right. this guy wants to have kids with me. Right, mm. because that was like almost a throwaway thing he said. He's like, yeah, oh, blah 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 blah. And our kids. Kids. He's like, whoa, 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 kids. Mm. You know, yeah. <laughs> that was kinda, which that was this nice. is the first time that we've seen her actually f- think about kids in a positive in soft, manner in a positive since. Manner, yeah. You know, since she gave up her child for adoption, right? Um, and it it completely changed her tone. She's like, "Wow, this mm-hmm. actually might be might be a thing." That's a very good future. point. Yeah. I I want to just really for, for one minute. I do want to just touch on uh, out in the suburbs. I want to touch on Harry and, uh, and Henry. 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 I keep calling him Harry. He's Look at him Harry to me. <laughs> Henry and Betty <laughs> and, and and the kids out in the suburbs. Not much of Sally this week, but um, but I you know looks like H- Henry. 
is going to be running for state for state senate. Yes, in a Republican area, pretty much a give me. Right, and looks like Betty is sort of you know is going to start sticking to the diet. She's looking at that dress <laughs> like I can't be a senator's wife. I, you know, like give her a pack of cigarettes, man. Right. She's going to start losing yeah. some weight. But yes. just this this is sort of like Betty's dream come true. Betty's mm. been fighting for this this sort of idealized world since season one. Yeah, and we saw her kind of go away. Maybe this isn't what I wanted, and kind of go away from her. But now she's back with with uh, Henry, and looks like she's going to get it back. Her ambition is back. Right. Yeah. So well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in terms of Betty's character. And, you know, Henry's not really given me much in, in terms of character. I don't really know who he is other than kind of a, a stuffed suit, but uh, to see Betty sort of react in this world will be kind of cool. Um, that's all. That's all I got. Anybody? No, I agree. All I right. think it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see her be more dynamic than she's been. I think yeah. she's just kind of wasting away in the suburbs, and that kind of makes me sad. Um, you want Betty back? I want Hot Betty back. <laughs> I love <laughs> Hot Betty coming Betty. back. Well, let's just jump into uh, some catches of the week. Let's jump into our boy Mike August catches catches of the week. I know uh, Phil Phil Phil's, Phil's got those over there. Mike's got plenty to Super say. Super fan, Mike. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's gonna be DJ. fun. Is Mike Mike uh, in the future? He will call in and actually oh, oh, see himself. Okay. But for today, I am I am reading okay. and representing. Mike August. This is good practice. As his attorney. It's good. It's good practice. Continue <laughs> uh, your mic. All right. Uh, so this. Uh, so this is uh, last week's episode. What was it called again? To have to, and have to hold. hold. To have and to hold. That's it. So uh, for fans who didn't know, Perry. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, Perry Coste was a Broadway producer who was responsible for TV's first broadcast of the Grammys in uh, 1971. Mm. So, uh, that was the guy Harry. What Harry was excited about. And was that the Harry and uh, Cosgrove moment that we're talking about there? I think that's what it was. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he earned a Hollywood Walk of Fame uh, star. And uh, he went from agent to producer with the help of entertainment mogul Harry Cohn. Mm. Mm. Very similar to Harry Crane. Um, the Electric Circus Nightclub was located in the East Village um, and operated from... 67 to 71. Although the popularity of that club was uh, short-lived, it did help influence the rise of disco. The Blue Oyster Cult was among the bands that performed there before becoming famous as well. I don't know oh, whether or not we should thank the Electric I'm not sure. But it sounds like Phil Svitek does not know who the Blue Oyster Cult is. I knew more Blue Oyster Cult. Oyster Cult. I say everything I read is at one level. No, but right. have you heard of Blue Oyster Cult? Mm-hmm. I refuse to comment. <laughs> I am just representing Mike August. <laughs> I heard they're, uh, I heard they're uh, Ryan Hardy's... Uh I'm sorry. This is, I'm a following, don't, don't a following joke. Never mind. Don't, fe- don't fear the panel. Don't all fear I can the ever panel, say Phil Spitek. All I can ever think of a Blue Oyster call is, I need more cowbell. That's yeah. right. That's, that's, all, that's all, right. all I can ever think of. Well, in Peggy's presentation of Ketchup vs. Catsup, um, Mike felt that there was a comparison between Don and Pete, uh, that there's only one Don Draper. That's right. I thought, yeah. you know, uh, in terms of I'll subtext, I could see that. I could see that. I could see it. And uh, last catch of the week, uh, that elevator that is taking Don to heaven with Sylvia will be the same elevator that will take him to hell when he gets caught by Dr. Rosen. Oh. Mm. So, interesting. And, uh, you know, I I didn't catch tonight's episode, but I did catch the sirens at the end with Don, and I thought, the cops are coming, Don. You're being caught. That's right. He's, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just want to point out just one thing. Uh, the the closing song was uh, "Love Is Blue", blue, blue uh, by uh, Paul Marriott. Blue, blue, 
Uh, and uh, the lyrics, it's a song about loss. It's a, it's a song about uh, a lost love. You know, um, you know, uh, blue, blue, my world is blue. Blue is my world now that I'm without you. So obviously yeah. mourning, uh, mourning MLK and also kind of Beautiful mourning uh, yeah. a level of innocence that was lost. French again. I like sure. that. We had the yeah. French... Uh, Language we had Planet of the Apes that was written by French man. Love yeah. is blue is fr- I'm so sorry. I don't know. <laughs> no, if there's, a, I don't right. there's a French theme, but <laughs> a couple of things came it's in. It's Mad Men. All the themes are real. <laughs> yes, it's all. And, and nothing's <laughs> coincidental. <laughs> sadly, sadly, that no, no Benson this episode. No, the Benson watch is he's he's off somewhere recharging because he's obviously a robot or something. He's ready to. Uh, he's he's ready to pounce. He's gonna come back in a big way mm-hmm. next week. Right. I can feel it. I know we didn't see his. See him show up in the uh, in the scenes from the next episode, but we do have a teeny tiny bit of news. News and after Buzz TV news. Well, unless you haven't got a television these days, you're probably seeing the Mad Men crew everywhere. Because yeah, sure. uh, I mean, John Hamm was doing Rolling late Stone. night. Jessica Parry was doing late night. Sure. They're all on Katie tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, so they're obviously doing a big uh, media launch, media drive in New York. And also part of that was the Paley Center, who does these uh-huh. fantastic, you know, uh, things here as well. Mm-hmm. You know, where they get the cast in and that. So they they had a panel with the cast and Matthew Weiner, and just just revealing some things like and they had Brian Williams actually asking questions, which was oh, pretty. Wow. Incredible. Incredible! Would have loved to have been there. Yeah. And um, so Brian brought up the big, the big thing that was the buzz this week that how they got the a fact wrong in last week's episode that uh, Joan basically talked about reservations to Le Cirque. It's 1968, and immediately it was picked up by a lot of the food websites. Sure. I noticed originally, but uh, that basically Le Cirque did not open till 1974. Come on, folks! Whoa, and, that's, that's a big gap. And then Matthew Wine. I don't. I hope he was joking. It doesn't. It sounds. I hope he was joking, but apparently threw back that it was actually Joan ad-libbing that line. So he was trying to put it back on Christina Hendricks. That's oh, not nice. No. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> that was, I'm sure those actors right. do not ever change a line in his script. So that was that was a bit naughty. But the other thing I love that Vincent Carthiso, who's obviously plays Pete Campbell, and it's his birthday next Sunday. So remember, because oh. it's also my birthday, May 5, oh, we share a birthday. Um, de Mayo. Mm-hmm. So, but he was talking about, you know, his... Margaritas uh, in the cups next week, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was talking about the fact that, you know, that Pete is not very good at having affairs, basically. He said he's not as good as cheating close to home as Don Draper is. Uh, he didn't, uh, you know, he was talking about the reaction, you know, from his last one. And he said Pete Campbell gets it where he can get it because he's not too picky. So he's kind of grateful. He doesn't have the same pull as Don Draper. So he's grateful, basically, when he gets any right. attention. So he yeah. basically talked about that. And uh, and uh, Matthew Weiner was saying, I don't know if we'll hear this, but he said, he feels like the the song that really epitomizes 1968. So I'll be listening out for that. Is "Peace of My Heart" by Janis Joplin? Oh, mm. ooh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, I want you to come yeah. on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on take it. I, I, I wonder why we said. I don't <laughs> we, why and I we kept that. going. We didn't. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and also just so. also just the other little thing that's uh, a Mad Men aside is that they were, they were talking this week about that Mad Men writers are now planning uh, a show about Cape Canaveral and Cocoa Beach. And oh, really? Ooh. I Dream of Genie, no. It's not going to be I Dream of Genie, but not that's Mad the, Men, but the astronauts. Spaceman? Spaceman. Assman? Mm, for yeah. astronauts? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no. Nope. Assman? Keep moving, Brad. I got it. Come on. I got, I got titles. They're going to hire me on the show. They're going to bring, bring you on right now. I got, I'm ready to... <laughs> Uh-oh, looks like the... Uh, it's time now, to... your AfterBuzz TV predictions. One 
time to assemble. Help me out. All right, all right, all right. Here, here is my prediction. I predict that we did not bring Harry Hamlin onto the show for a uh, a little a little two second scene at the um, a the two Andy line co star. I I don't believe that that no? happened. I don't think okay. that Harry Hamlin would do an under five unless there was an arc to it. Um, <laughs> So sure. is Harry Hamlin, I mean, uh, shout out to Harry Hamlin. He's yeah. a great guy, but is he working a lot? I mean, that's a good stuff. Does he need an under five? Really? Yeah. Here's your five hundred thirty-six. Last time saw Harry Hamlin. Uh, you know, ugh. all I'm I think that Harry Hamlin is going to be coming out and causing some problems for uh, for some folks. I okay. think that he's going to be making some offers to some people, and I think that it's going to cause a ruckus. Okay, that is my prediction. Cool. Ruckus predicted. Well, Perfect. I have this weird prediction because going on with that, the way Megan kind of came back in with the advertising and winning an award, I'm just wondering whether they would. She would consider leaving acting and getting maybe he'll Harry will offer her a job. I don't know. It's a crazy prediction. Can you imagine a bigger <laughs> mess? Crazy, right. crazy prediction. But that's going to be mine. <laughs> Okay, um, I think you know we're gonna see more development on the uh, on the Don and Sylvia front. At the top of the episode, we had that clip where she says, "Be careful, we can't fall in love." Mm. Uh, and then he was so concerned about her during yeah. during all the riots. We're gonna see some development there, and uh, I think you know we haven't seen the end of Peggy's rise at Cutler, Gleason, and Shaw. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I do agree that Peggy's rise is, is going to continue, but I don't think it'll be at Color Gleason and Shaw. I think it'll be Sterling Cooper, Draper, Olsen. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. Or maybe even Sterling Crane. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, see this. we'll keep the C. Yeah. Uh, that's all we got. We, did, we didn't get a chance to mention uh, uh, our boy... Uh, uh, Don's son, the reaction to Bobby. Bobby, Bobby, little Bobby's reaction to the end of Planet of the Apes when she explained it to him. He was like, Jesus. Jesus. Like his mind was like, Bleh. I loved it. It was awesome. Anyway, uh, thanks, Joe Flippo. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, on Twitter at Joe Flippo. And uh, you can find me here at After Buzz. I do the Americans. I do uh, with Joe Braz. And I also do the following with Joe Braz. And we do Bates Motel. Yep. And of course, the. the, the you fun. are busy. I know. We don't sleep. And yep. we do the Mad Men. You're doing good shows. Yeah. yeah. Catherine, where can I find you? Uh, at Catherine Toolish, K A T H E R I N E T U L I C H. I also do Revenge. But I will be in London next week uh, tweeting about Star Trek because I'll be there for the. Uh, I'll be doing interviews All right. for Star Trek. Yeah. So, yeah. So follow, follow you. Follow me nice. and I'll tell you all about Star Trek. Yeah. On your birthday yeah <laughs> uh you can find me on twitter at at matt lieberman that's m-a-t-t-l-i-e-b-e-r-m-a-n you can also find me on AfterBuzz on defiance and doctor who um i too will not be on the next episode uh because i do are you live- in london as well no <gasps> i i do uh, live sketch comedy at the io west theater on hollywood boulevard the first yeah. sunday of every month at 7 30 as a member yeah. of dj Fawcett. 6366 hollywood boulevard the show is five dollars yes and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. Uh, you can also find me at Grantline.com and here for the season finale of the following next week and the season oh, finale yeah. of The Americans as well wow. with, with Joe Flippo oh, and man. also uh, Bates Motel, which is not in the season finale. But uh, And it uh, looks like it'll be me and you here by ourselves. Yeah. Picking margaritas, Joe Flippo. Uh, wow. So happy birthday. I'll be my birthday, so please uh, say happy okay. birthday to me and, and to Pete Campbell. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.